No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, you guys want to go see Phil and Friends for two nights? Yeah. You want to you, you go see O'Teal and Friends for two nights? Yeah, but I really want to see Dark Star Orchestra too. Oh, you want to you want a heady shakedown street? That'd be really dope. <laughs> okay, I got one place we can go for all this. Where? Skull and Roses, man. Down what? in Ventura, oh. California, April 19th through the 23rd at the hallowed grounds of the Ventura County Fairgrounds. Skull and Roses is back this year with one hell of a lineup, including all those bands I just mentioned, Dogs in a Pile. Circles Around the Sun, Moon Alice, Latin Dead, Boombox. I mean, that's and that's not it. That's that's a a truncated list. If you want to find out all yeah, I, I the bands read, that I are playing, it take about three minutes to read. Yeah, all don't the do bands. that. But I, can I just say one thing though? I do sure. want to mention this. Please, Phil and Friends this year is coming with his friends from Tab. Featuring Natalie Cressman, James Casey, and Jennifer Hartswick. Oh, really? Oh, yes, they okay. are. Okay. So check this out. Go to skullandroses.com. Mm-hmm. They are offering all kinds of different ticket prices, VIP packages, and all that. And it's five days down in California in the sunshine, hanging out with your Grateful Dead family. Guess guess what, too? It's what? on what Apple? It's going to be on 420. Oh. On the Thursday day is 420. And you know where else it's on? Where? The beach. Ooh, I like the beach. So down that highway where ocean breezes blow, come hang out with the No Simple Road crew and your Grateful Dead family at Skull and Roses Festival, April 19th through the 23rd. Tickets now at skullandroses.com. We're heading into Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, I Uh said it. Uh, You can't say that. We're heading into the big game day of of Sunday. And if you're having friends over to the house, nothing goes down better at that super game party then chicken wings from Fire on the Mountain. That's right. You can order them. They actually travel well with delivery, so you could get them delivered and have them hot and ready to go at your house for the big game party. Or you could just go over to the one of the three locations here in Portland or two for of the pickup, locations right? in in uh, in Denver. What That's Apple? Right. You, you held up the finger. Oh, I just don't know if they're delivering. They're doing orders for pickup. For sure. Well, you can get wings delivered through DoorDash and stuff like that, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. She'll be right. Well, at the Burnside location, their new sauce is the El Guapo sauce and the Mojito Lime Dry Rub. And at the Interstate location, they have the El Nino sauce. And 
Peter Piper's Pink Peppercorn Dry Rub. I like that one. <laughs> and at the Fremont location, they got the La Pimenta. Pimenta Granada Sauce and the Nashville Hot Dry Rub. That Nashville Hot Dry Rub is nothing but delicious, man. <laughs> it, it made my cheeks and my earlobes sweat. Yeah, it made my eyeballs fog up. <laughs> and then, of course, they've got their new food specials at all the locations. Yeah, so go check it out. You can go to PortlandWings.com and see what's going on over there. You can order sauces if you're not in Portland or Denver. You can get uh, Fire on the Mountain merch in those places as well. And hey, man, whoever, whatever team you're rooting for, it always goes better if your team wins or loses if you have something good in your belly. So go check out mm-hmm. Fire on the Mountain. I'm feeling a, a, a Grateful Dead-ish type um, uh, motif here in the commercial section of the show because our next sponsor is the one and only Shop Tour Bus. That's right. Shop Tour Bus has the online lots of most amazing, groovy, and coolest t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers ever that you've ever laid your dilated pupils on. And they've got a really super adorable, dope new design. But is it cute? It's adorable. (laughs) It's so cute. And it's bound to cover a little, just a little more ground. Um, and it is a 1971 Beetle. Oh, shit. Yep. All right. So if you want to see <clears throat> the cuteness that Mel's talking about, go to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. They are going to send this to you in an all over print box with a bunch of extras on the inside. And some of you are going to get a miracle Grateful Dead bootleg. And yes. do you want to know? Yeah. Go I ahead, guess what you might get with that bootleg, too. What? They stepped it up a notch and they got their own pencils. For That's those of right. you that don't know, don't remember the days of cassettes when they would get messed up, you'd have to take a pencil and wind it tight so it would play right and not get stuck in your tape deck. So we have special Shop Tour Bus pencils that are coming out and with these. And it says, let my inspiration flow. Okay. That's dope rhyme. on a pencil. Let it flow yeah. from the pencil. Mm, I like it. So go to shoptourbus.com and hey, check this out. They are giving the No Simple Road family free shipping. Free when shipping. You use the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road. All, All one, one word. word. When you check out, they are going to give you free shipping. It's going to come to you in that hand design or I'm sorry, not in the hand design, in the all over print box. You can, if you want, request a hand-designed one-of-a-kind box. It'll come to you with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside if you don't want one of those all-over print boxes. But anyway, you get the idea. You see what I'm talking about. Go to shoptourbus.com. Use the promo code NOSIMPLEROAD. Do it. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, 
the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. doesn't seem to me that a refrigerator should be able to shut down the computer it's because it causes the power surge the lights go dim and it's the, the that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a fridge it's man. a wiring in a 50 year old house fridges take up the most electricity in the house more than the ac well an appliance oh okay hey no no simple road family this is aaron and this is mel and this is apple and we're back for another installment of the No Simple Road Weekly Rewind, Volume 17. 17. Brought to you Damn. in yes, partnership says. and collaboration with the Edible Beats yes, out of Denver, Colorado. Our friends creating connection through delicious food, experiences, music, entertainment, taking care of the people that work for them. Uh, what else? I mean. Being dope human beings. Yeah, creating a community around good food. That's sustainable, giving, giving everybody hope. I mean, like everybody should do with their employees, like include them. Growing their in own every, food in everything. Premise. Yeah, that's that's a definite thing. I guess we include each other. We're the, we're the three employees here and we include each other in, in yeah. most decisions. That's true. Yeah. And Darwin. Remember, oh, yeah. Darwin, there's four of us. Darwin's I, I an employee. Hey, man. What about me? Oh, wait. We have another employee now, too. That's right. Who? With Corey. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> he's more fine. of an intern because he's not getting paid. But Corey, Corey is a definite part of the team now. He's not. He's, I'm not like, hey, Corey, if you learn how to do this, then you can. It's more like, hey, Corey, if you do this, then maybe kind of <laughs> once and maybe, uh, maybe we someday might. if we start getting paid you'll get paid with no, us and it'll we'll, be great we won't forget you Corey. no man you know what oh, doing man. this um <clears throat> weekly rewind and collaborating with the edible beats on it is a uh, is a big deal for us man they, yeah they um they what really do they mean to you babe what does edible beats mean to you why is that why is it important or like a big deal for you well first and foremost because of who justin is you know the guy that that owns the place is a personal inspiration to me in how he sees his business 
right? Like there's a lot of companies out there. There's a lot of ways that you can do business nowadays. And somebody that's like deciding to take back everything and share it with their employees and make working for them something wonderful instead of daily drudgery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we've talked about this before about working in kitchens is tough. It's hard work. Yeah. And, hard and work. so somebody that's cares enough to even think about changing it. You know what I mean? That's, that's a big deal. And, and also what they do as far as like creating an experience. When we go to a show, the reason that we like the bands that we like is because when we go to those shows, we're having an experience, right? And to have that translate into going to a meal and having an experience at a meal, I'm, I'm all about it. So to be partnered with that and collaborate with them on what we do is a huge thing for me. And that, that's why, what about you? Well, you touched on it too, like the innovation of how they're doing things. What really talking to Justin, when we had him on, I mean, it does happen quite a lot these days, but when we got off the phone with him, there was so many light bulbs and like, I just felt like all my like vascular system, all like everything was open. I I was just very open. I couldn't believe, like you said, he taking back an entire industry and reimagining it and not just in his head, but in real life. You know, sometimes people have like, you know, five year plan, 10 year plan, but like to actually be working your plan and making change. And one thing about him, another thing about him is like he would have never known or or cared about the kitchen staff too much if he didn't grow up seeing that. Yeah. And he wouldn't care so much about creating an incredible experience as far as like, like you were just relating it to like concerts, if he wasn't in that industry too, or if he didn't like frequent concerts and like have that yeah, he's a and, and, and also he, a musician. So it was like, he took all his wisdom from anywhere that he could get it and created this beautiful business, this company that didn't feel like a company or business in the negative sense. Yeah. And you know the, how they say like, when you're doing stuff, never be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. That having them working with us makes me feel like that. Like now that's not the case. Like we have somebody in the room now. Something that's to look smarter up to. With, yeah. What about you? It's a genius with the, well, like you just said a minute ago, it, to me, it, it is having him on the show is so inspirational the way he goes about everything. And the major thing to me, too, is the success that has come out of it. It is hard enough to it's like starting like five or six bands. That's like, true. Like it's, a, it's hard enough to make one restaurant successful mm-hmm. and do well and run well. And like having that doing the interview with him, how he just like, like it, that became his like you open one it became successful you pass it on to the employees the people you love that helped grow that like this is yours now i'm still going to be around 
but I'm going on to the next one and then another one. And then another one. Like DJ I mean, Khaled. That's, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. And another one. Another one. But, it, I mean, that is, that, that wow. is remarkable, especially all also on top of that, also in the same town. I know, man. Like, usually that's, that's you know, you, you become successful with a restaurant like Wolfgang Puck or something. Then you open one in San Francisco and one in New York and this and that. But, like, to have that landscape and such an awesome place like Denver where the music scene is huge. And then that's the other thing too, is his connection to music, being a musician. And, well, yeah. Naming and it loving, the edible beats. Yeah. And loving all this stuff and, and the inspiration, like, like the daringness to try all these things that, that like he said himself, most people would think is crazy. Well, think like about lifting a motor home up onto the <laughs> roof yeah, yeah. of, you know, uh, that's like, wow, man, like, amazing wow, just astounding yeah, revolutionary hey, truly but just think about the the name for a second the edible beats I've the beats about it. are the thing that makes your body move it's the thing that like makes your heart that go it makes you happy it gets your toe tapping it it's the thing that you dance to that's the groove uh, to make that groove edible <laughs> and now i'm eating that groove yeah uh, that's I'm all of, so that's why and the, and that's the answer. Man. Also, yeah. to me, to the, is the the attention to detail with everything, yeah, mm. that's involved with what what they all do. Or like we said, one reason we wanted to be part of this, you know, in collaboration with them, is the whole community thing, the family thing, yeah, the being kind, the music. Like it checks so many boxes mm-hmm. yeah, along does. the way that it, that is like minded goals. And let and, let's be real, like. No Simple Road has a lot of love for Denver and the Denver community. Like, I feel like Denver's like a second home to us. It, it, we, that's one of the places that the three of us have agreed. Like, if we're going to move in another place, Denver's one on the that list. was on the list yeah. and has been. That's that's true. So, yeah, that's that's that. Um, it is a, it's Monday right now, and it's the day after um, Super Bowl Sunday. And... Uh, the three of us were just upstairs. It's about 6.20, so the game is still going on right now for us. Yeah, it's the third quarter, and um, I'm a huge Eagles fan, and I'm, I'm, I, I've am i watched a few minutes of the game today. I've been watching the score. It's actually it's probably good for me. It's a close game. I could have a heart attack or something no oh. <laughs> no i'm not i'm not that you're not involved. one of those guys no no I, I love i love my team but yeah yeah we just watched we had a good dinner and watched the halftime show mm-hmm. so with rihanna i'm i'm confused <laughs> and I, I need help okay aaron aaron said he feels really old no, after it's watching not, the it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well you did i did that was funny you said it kind of in jest but you're like that made me feel really old i don't get it i don't understand i don't so it's the i have biggest hang, commercial in the world okay i under i get that yeah i understand that apple but it's like i have an unlimited budget to do the biggest commercial in the world and i did that i don't get it it's like you have Blank canvas, an unlimited budget. Go, I'm going to get a bunch of dancers want a star in the world. to dance in line and Rihanna lip sync. Go, like, really? That's the best that corporate America can come up with as far as like entertainment is concerned. And it, 
look, I'm not saying anything against Rihanna, against the dancers. They were all amazing. She looked great. The whole thing. But give me the keys to that. Give me the keys to that that thing for five minutes. I could have come up with something magnificent. You know what I mean? All right. and Let's hear your Super Bowl halftime I'd, idea. I would have had 70 magicians out there and ha- had them all doing tricks at the same time while Slayer and Fish and Metallica did <laughs> row, row, row your boat. Would have been more exciting than that. That was just off the top of my head. I, I just don't understand, like, as as I age... What passes for entertainment seems to miss me more often than it hits me. But but the way, one of the big things of that to me too is like one of those things like like I don't understand why that person's so fucking crazy. Like it's like like it's a good thing you don't understand that. If that got you jazz and you're all excited, you wouldn't be Aaron. I'd be like, what the fuck's going on, Aaron? Right? And like some things you're not supposed to. That's that's not for us, really. <laughs> this is not for it, you. It's not. I was kind of excited to see it, but it's kind of what I expected. I, I mean, props <laughs> to Rihanna getting up there and doing that, being I pregnant do. and that's, everything. Yeah, it's that's like, not easy. But it was also kind of hard to watch. I mean, you got to be careful here. I don't want to say anything, but like, okay, yeah, pregnant women are sexy and beautiful and everything like that. But her doing those songs, like grabbing herself and... <laughs> You know, slapping her ass, and you want you know you want to see me naked, naked. It it was a little weird. That's just my opinion. Okay, I love, you're allowed to have. I yeah, love Rihanna. Are, I think she is show. a sexy woman, and you're sexy pregnant. But that that was kind of weird. You know, performance. Yeah, I I'm not even. I wasn't even going to go there. I oh, mean, okay. I'm just talking about no, like where you all go the overarching places. theme of the what the fuck did I just see? How about you, Mel? Were you it pleasantly entertained by today's well, halftime show. I was kind of excited to see what was going to happen. And then, I mean, after eating a few bites, I <laughs> went and got more sauce on my bowl. I was not captivated at all. I, look, first of all, let me just say this. You just said a whole rant the other day about people being mean to LPGOB for doing her version of what it is. So, you become a critic now, but back then you were a savior. So you have to remember that every, she's somebody's mom. She's somebody's mom. Like Rihanna was fine. I'm, but it's her performance still, nonetheless, not that we're talking about. So just that specifically, let me just get those two things out because look, we're all critics and we're all lovers of stuff. That's the truth. That's why you have like preference. I like this. I don't like that. That's cool. That sucks. Um, when you put yourself out there as an entertainer, you are subject to criticism, period. No matter what you want to, like, no matter what, people are going to love you and hate you. Um, look, I think that pregnant women can be super sexy. I was pregnant and I thought I was super cute when I was pregnant. You were amazing. And... I was definitely not running around in front of thousands of people with lights in my face, lip singing or not. I mean, it's fucking hard to perform. Yeah, man. Period. So kudos to Rihanna for doing that. Was it special? No. Was it interesting? Absolutely not. Was it boring? Yes. 
could she have sang and at least used her real voice? That would have that would have been cool. Like, and that has nothing to do with anything. Her outfit, she could have brought it cuter. She has, dude. She has some crazy shit with her hair and feathers and freaking glitter and da da da. And like, it just seemed. I think it didn't. It didn't seem like interesting. It, I, it seemed very bland. I think my comment or my review is less about Rihanna and her performance and more about who produced that and put it together. Do you get what I yeah, mean by yeah, that? Like, like the choreographer. She was fine. The- Everybody danced was awesome. Those dancers yeah, were amazing. The- like that's, that's dope. But that's what you put together. Those are the pieces of the puzzle that the you biggest show. Yeah, like yeah, if man, it was like, like a Las Vegas show, it would not be at the win. It would be like would at been at the stratosphere. The stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, stratosphere Sorry, is revamp- revamping right now. Yeah, so. well, I got to say too, it's all. And then there will. I'm, I know there will be debate over this tomorrow and everything. Is the because today I, I think watching it, it was definitely a mixture of like lip syncing. It's hard to tell with pop performances now. Because they loop the voice, mm, they do yeah. all that. Yeah, they, that's yeah. true. They do that that's in live true. performances because her mic was on because yeah. she spoke and stuff. But then, it, it, I mean, it, it's hard to tell what's lip syncing, what's loops, what's real voice and everything because it's so produced. I, I think it's yeah. and it's as a non sports fan, right? I've never. Um, Never in my life have I attached to a team. I've never like followed. That's a, not true. A sp- okay, you like the Cincinnati I did. Bengals I when I was when a little Woods kid. When I was a little kid for one season, um, we were just talking about. That. But I never. It was never my thing. And and like yeah, sports was never my thing. It was always music, and it seems so strange to me the the whole um, NFL church phenomenon is really weird really because you just replace sports with music and it's the exact same concept but it's football it doesn't matter (laughs) it doesn't matter it it could be it's the exact same concept it's an arena and when people go to there it's like like you just said church you go to church when when you go go to church exactly literal church to sports to a concert to it's it's the same it's fascinating to me it's community gathering yes. congregating to celebrate what they love uh, okay yeah. it's it, but i just i it has never clicked with me and uh, I, I, that's and, why we're married babe and, <laughs> that's, that's one, why that was it well that was a huge factor you not liking sports Okay, really? you, you got to elaborate was that a, on was that. Was that a factor? Like, if he would have been a sports fanatic, yes. he would have been like, I would have been kind of gross. Less interested, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, but thank you're God. not into sports no. either. Well, Never I, really actually, were. I do like sports. I like to play sports, and I used to love to watch baseball. Um, football, never really too much, but I you were a Mets fan, right? Yeah, I very much enjoyed being from New York doing sports, but <laughs> but like, have because it was, I think it was like you know, when you're a kid and you like get traumatized by shit. And my mom's like my sister's dad, he was a freaking sports fanatic, and he would we'd only listen to sports radio in the car all the time, and we would drive for like two hours and listen to a whole game and the whole way he's screaming like yes no oh you can't no, no, you know what never mind like just like like my mom like what he would scream like my mom at like at the radio and 
we couldn't talk because he wanted to listen. Oh, the ball. And there, there it is. Oh, and he, oh man. Like it was so boring. <laughs> so, so I feel now. Boring. Were, were, your, were your uncles and stuff into baseball at Not all? Really, or? I mean, minorly, like they played baseball when they were younger, but no, we, her they uncle were, was into like jujitsu. Ju- yeah, yeah, I know. And, that. and Pete, he never got into sports either. He yeah. just wasn't into it. He was like into smoking weed. Yeah. So like, no, my uncles did not, and it was like my sister's dad, and it was. He would like literally sit. We would make mom would make dinner, and she would bring a plate of food to him. And then when he was done, he would put it outside the door because he did not want to leave the room. Because the game was on. I, ha- wow. I have to back up for a second. I, I'm so think- it was just like a weird thing. I'm thinking yeah. about what you said, you know? and, I, and I disagree with what you said a minute ago. The, about about it being interchangeable with, with, with music. You don't have to agree now, with I, me. And I want, I want to tell you why. Because on Super Bowl Sunday, everything is about that. The grocery store changes. Um yeah. My mom called me to wish me a happy Super Bowl Sunday today. Uh, when football season and the draft starts, people are rabid online about it. On Monday yeah, Night Football, it's a it's a event that f- people do. When Fish plays, there is no grocery store display. There, the there's no season that everybody's getting ready for in the United States. It's a huge difference scale wise. And oh yeah. It's on a grander scale. Yeah. Sports. Way grander. And and that's what like it's more commercialized. It's a product. It's more of a brand mm-hmm. than, you know It's a product. You're right, Apple. It's a product. It's like Pepsi. It, it, it's but it's different. It's a game. And people like to be a part of something. They like this is my church. This is my team. This is my city. This is my band. This is my school, my alma mater. Like people like to associate themselves mm. with stuff. Yeah. You there's know? a camaraderie, but then there's also to me, which I know I think you'll agree with there. It, there's a point when, when there gets to be so much commercialism and money involved, it turns into something different. Mm. It gets sullied. 100%. There, there, there's so many other alternative and, and angles and subliminal shit in the advertising and it, 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 that is a completely different thing. I feel, I feel exactly like that about <laughs> cannabis and psychedelics right now. Because of coming into mainstream yeah, man. and the, the, we wa- we had um, Dean Del Rey on the show yesterday and I, we were watching clips with him and he was talking about smoking weed and he was like, <laughs> that was- if, if you never took the chance. Oh yeah. If you never like, threw your bag out the window because when the you cop were getting pulled playing. over or you, you had to, you know, keister to get on, on getting on American get Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> if you never had to do that shit, you don't have a right to speak up now when you can just walk into the dispensary. And what Chris Robinson said at Peach really stuck with me, man. Yeah. You remember when smoking cannabis meant that you were an outlaw and not a patient. And look, I understand. I work, I live with somebody. My best friend is somebody that 
is in the industry of cannabis and like what it's done for the patients, the people that need it. And thank God for that stuff for people that have cancer and all the people that it's helped get off prescription medicine and all it, that's amazing. Right. But there was an air of danger to it. There was, it, you were outside the norm. If you did that stuff, you were different and <clears throat> it wasn't talked about in polite circles. Yeah, it was very taboo. I remember like my dad growing up talking about that, like back at like going to school in the 50s, he graduated like 61 and like he always was in tight. It was the, like the greasers, the burn. They called yeah. them. It was like the greasers and the burners that had not, not even really long hair, just kind of the ducktail mm-hmm. and greased their hair, wore the leather jackets and hung out in the back of the parking lot in high school and burned the reefer. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and that was like, at least for me, that was a lot of the appeal initially because I never, um, I was always somebody that went against the grain. Yeah. We were, we were rebellious when we were younger. And, and then when that was removed, what was left was not enticing for me. It was not enough bang for my buck. The thing itself wasn't good enough for you to stay loving it. That feeling of like, uh Oh, I might get caught or like I'm different because I'm doing this thing that's dangerous and taking a chance. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and now that's just gone. And I say psychedelics in the same breath because there's a, and again, let me preface this by saying, thank God for psychedelics. Thank God for them, for all the people that are being helped with PTSD and trauma and relationship stuff. I'm so glad that that door is finally open for them and that they can get the help that they need and that psychedelics are there to be used as a tool to help us get to know ourselves and the world around us and connect with it in a deeper, more profound and real way. Okay. I I understand that, but I'm going to say this too. I feel the same way. Psychedelics were always a level even past cannabis where it was like, if you did psychedelics, you were dangerous. You yeah. know what I mean? And psychedelics are, are everything is vibratory, but I, I, I really feel like psychedelics are their own frequency of, of thing. And moving that frequency, you can't put chaos in, in a treatment room. Psychedelics are chaos. You can't plan exactly what's going to happen with the trip. You never know. You, you, it's Pandora's box every time. You can hope for the best. You can plan with set and setting and hope for the best, but you're opening Pandora's box every time. You don't know what's going to happen. And to think that, that we can like take that multi-legged octopus beast and put it in the treatment room and be okay with that is seems counterintuitive to the very nature of the thing itself to me. Do you, do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, I don't agree, but I get it for sure. Well, (laughs) I don't know. You just asked me a question. I'm answering. I don't know. You want me to elaborate or not? You were doing your speech. Um, 
the thing about, you know, yeah, something that's mysterious is always going to feel a little bit naughty and, and give you that kind of rush, you know, uh, sneaking behind trees and, you know, like, you know, meeting somebody at a certain spot and, you know, not everybody feels like that though. Not everybody gets that same kind of rush. Some people like to do good and don't want to be naughty and want to do it right and want to get the cross the T's and dot the I's and organize and, and go to their doctor and get the prescription. Like people actually Mm -hmm. like that, that feeling. So I would say to you and, and think about this before you answer so quick, could it be that addict mentality in your head that likes that and is bummed that that's not fuck it, yeah and, that's it that's 100 yeah, percent. yes so so not everybody is an addict and has a healthier way of thinking about it and so when they think about it they're not thinking that whole you just ran through that whole <laughs> gamut of things of why and all that they're not thinking that they're like fuck yeah something that was so crazy and unpredictable now i can like do it in a safe place with my doctor present or my therapist so that I, if I go fucking nuts, they're there to like calm me down and I'm not in some fucking forest with nobody around. I'm about to jump over a ledge and you know, like it can be comforting to do a a risky thing in a safe place. Hmm. Yeah. And and that's, yeah, I understand. Okay. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. That that's what, and then and then my my side, like we have kind of have this is one where we have like three different kind of views on it too. Cause you said it with me six years ago. I might have thought differently about the cannabis thing. I I don't having worked in it for six years now. I've seen so much benefit that to me, I don't give a shit about the taboo and anything. I used to like that. I, that's cool. But to me, what's even cooler is that my mom and dad who like never did it before my mom too have tried my like my dad finally smoked a joint with me and you guys were here yeah dug it, it. He, he won't do it again unless we're hanging out but he likes the lotions the gummies same with my mom and that them saying like now i understand why you did cannabis because wow this makes me feel good yes and i don't have to take a pill a pharmaceutical with all these mm-hmm. other side effects and stuff and I've seen that, I mean, in my five years in the dispensary, I can't even tell you how many cancer patients I've seen c- come and go, you know, pass away, but get quality of right. life. Yeah. That comes down like the RSO treatment comes down to quality of life with like spouses coming in after they've passed and be like, thank you so much for being here and for helping and telling, you know, telling us what to do, how to do it. Because the doctors were like, oh, it's over. You're going to have no sex life, no appetite. You're not going to sleep good. You're going to be in pain. RSO changed all those fucking things. You know, and, and to see that is awesome. And then the psychedelic thing, because it's new, it's it's just kind of starting. Yeah. It's getting ready to pop um, off. There's, I know a lot of us, like, like 
like us that you know it's more taboo and it, and it's about kind of like standing on the ledge and taking a chance psychedelics is a little bit more like that so to me it's like a double-edged sword like it's cool it's avail- it's going to be available and starting to become available to the masses but i remember like several years ago like we all like like now soccer moms are getting into groups and going down and doing ayahuasca trips in Peru and like it's opened it to it's cool that it's opened it to everybody and like Mel said people that would be scared to do it on their own to be able to have a clinical setting or feel safer with it now and a lot of people it's I don't even think it's the uh the safety of the drug it's the fact that you can get locked up and go to prison and yeah now that that like that legal part of it gone. yeah the stigma of like like you know soccer mom that definitely could you know take take some mda their mdma yeah. therapy and benefit from it but before was afraid if i get arrested i could lose my kids go to jail my whole life's fucked because i wanted to experiment and see if this would help my mind yeah no, I, let me just say this <clears throat> i don't feel like i was just saying i just know that that's another way and and, and i preface that with saying i'm glad that it's available yeah you know what i mean i i i it's trust just like, me i understand you know what it, it's coming I, to your own um uh oh, i can't think of the word but like not conclusion but like it's it's coming to with your own self like reconciling thank you reconciling it with your own self because i know that it gets like played out and then I'm done. And I don't want to do it anymore. It's like, I've seen that fucking red t-shirt. Everybody's got that red t-shirt. I don't want it. Like that's, that's what it's more like for me. Like fucking everybody's doing it. Never mind. I'm going to go fucking, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm going to go so drink tea. Now, then, you know? like, it's like, ugh. that's what it feels like for me. Not necessarily the risque part, but like, whatever. But I'll tell you the other thing. Well, I talk about this now because I, I, I no longer work at Define Premium Cannabis. Congratulations. I, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I've Apple. stepped away after five years. Uh, and I'm very relieved right now because on one hand there's the benefit, but it's also 50, 50. There's also the people who would come in with the, the weed shirt, the weed medallion that they, they, they rolled up in their car with the smoke pouring out of it. It's like, just because it's been legalized doesn't mean you can drive around and act a fucking fool. And also the other part of it is, and I'm guilty of it too, how spoiled we've become in the cannabis industry. People are so picky. It oh, re- here in Portland. Oh, though. dude. Yeah. It re- yeah. And that's why I'm talking about yeah, a lot of people bro. listening to this. Yeah. It's not legal where you're at, but it's been legal here for a while. And especially people. You don't have any 30 people like my age that are like, nothing gets me high unless it's 34%. Quit first smoking of all, for two si- weeks. First of all, scientifically impossible to be 34%. Second of all, you're an idiot. Do you remember 10 years ago when you went to your, when you went to your dope dealer 10 years ago, you didn't know if it was Indica, Sativa, Hybrid. There was no name for the shit. It was There good. was no test results. Yeah, it was like, I'm here for a bag of weed. Here is your bag of weed. Thank you. Here is my money for the bag of weed. I'm going to smoke my weed now. You know, it was like, well, like everything. We are getting it older. Wasn't like it was a lot. Cherry cookies, yeah, dude, like, with which, cat which, piss. Which I also, <laughs> I also love. I get so excited about new strains, and there, and there's where I'm spoiled. I want. I've had this. <laughs> I've had this three times now. I'm so bored of <laughs> so it. So dude. Yeah, You're such a prima donna. It's with a trip. It's a trip when stuff like. Oh, that you haven't tried this legal. new stuff, man. No, here's the thing. Like I said, with psychedelics, I again totally understand the clinical benefit and I'm a hundred percent behind it. 
I support maps. I, I give money to them. Like I understand it, but, and, and I really want to get this out the right way and I'm not getting it out the way I want to. The, the nature of psychedelics, the, the, what they are at the core of themselves. And I'm talking like LSD, DMT, the spiritual molecule, ketamine, what they are is ketamine's a psychedelic. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's an anesthetic, but it's, it's definitely, you you tell me, is it psychedelic? No, I, well, I would never put that under the category of a psychedelic. I would not because it's it's just not like molly yes lsd mm. yes i would even say weed before ketamine only because ketamine do a little more next time that's all i gotta say <laughs> no, I, was, I believe i would agree with mel yeah i don't think it's a psychedelic it's it's it, like it's an enhancer or yeah psychedelics com- yes it lives next door to psychedelics yeah, they yeah, hang out to together hang out. Yeah. fun i i've been like I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Let me just. Anyway, (laughs) what I was going to say is what they are at their core is wild and chaotic and unpredictable and otherworldly magic. And to try to take that as, as, as a society and place that in a box, right? And package it figuratively and literally and put a name on it and say, this is the experience you're going to have with this thing. This is how you have the experience. One, put this on. Two, lay down this way. Three, do this thing. Four, say these words. Well, but, I mean, and, and, and I get it. The, and that'll probably work, right? But that's not the nature of the thing. No. The nature of the thing is not that. And and you've you've removed any of the of the chance from it. Uh, uh, intentionally to make it a clinical thing yeah. to treat things. Uh, to me, I kind of think of it too as like like when cocaine cocaine was not a fucking party drug that everybody went and stayed up all the time going to shows and shit. It was used for clinical purposes and as medicine and stuff. And then it became, but the, but like, you know I what guess I What I'm trying to say is when you, you remove that, then the magic is, is that's an assumption. You don't know that because affected, you, not gone. You're saying it's built on chaos and all this stuff. The person ingesting that is still going to have a chaotic unpredictable experience even in a setting that may be predictable so you think that the the nature of the thing overshadows absolutely the circumstance yeah because you could make whatever circumstance you can pretend to be in a clinic and i can be like oh here sir here's your pills (laughs) and we can be doctor and patient (laughs) and when you take that it's gonna fucking blow your mind and same thing with that patient it doesn't matter where you take it it's the thing that's affecting you and so you never know an entire society that's able to have access, whether it's clinical or not, to explore and open up their minds. Yeah, it can fucking create a chaotic world, but uh, I think chaotic is what we fucking need right now. 
in a different way. Like we've been doing weird ass, chaotic fucking nine to five fucking drive on the freeway. Bullshit. Why not be outside of the box in a different kind of crazy way? Well, I, I believe also with that too, that the, to me, when it comes down to removing the magic from something, the only one that can do that is the one that has ingested it. The user. Yeah. Cause you you're in placed, control of that. You place the importance the, on the doc, it. And not, if you're the doctor, try, I mean, then again, it comes down to the person too. If somebody's highly susceptible to suggestions and stuff like that in a clinical setting, I guess a doctor could completely control them. Of well, and that's one that, thing kind of scary about the that. clinical thing. Yes. That, there, whether you believe it or not, I that's up to you. But there's a theory called morphogenics. And morphogenics is like the um, genetic memory of a thing, right? Uh, mushrooms have a morphogenic field. LSD has a morphogenic field. It's the the shared experience of all the people that have ever ingested that thing. Yeah. And it's built up so over time. So does fish time. have a morphogenic Fuck field? Fuck yes, it does. It, or an egregore. Right. And I, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, and I'm not decided on this. This is something that I've just thought about is like, I wonder if by taking psychedelics and bringing them into the clinics and into the clinical setting, if we're affecting the morphogenic field of the oh, okay. psychedelic itself, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course yeah, we are. I think it did. Would, I, yeah, it's affected both ways. The psychedelic is affected by us, and we're affected by it. Do you think it's symbiotic? Yes, absolutely. That's we're having something is occurring when you ingest a psychedelic. It's not just you making something up, like pretending to. It's the thing in response to your body and and what you've taken and that's what is going on with all the facts that you've known everything you've seen in your life that what the psychedelic does your, your traumas your, all of it and so you're in a relationship with that psychedelic when you take it it's not just oh i took it and now it's at me like it's together <laughs> now it's at me <laughs> well and there's a school of thought that like i've heard people say that the the molecule or the, the substance itself is actually doing nothing that you're all it's doing is allowing you into that state of consciousness. It's not. And then you're the creator you're, yeah. of your experience. Well, it's like same, like, you like, what I mean? like yeah. when oh, yeah. you're like a massage therapist and you know, you're helping, you know, kind of work out the knots or whatever, or you're like a healer, Reiki or whatever. Sometimes, yeah, you're literally doing something tactile, but other times you're really just allowing space for the person in front of you to finally get the space to heal, finally relax. That's really, you're like a witness to it. You're not healing this person of cancer or healing this person of their bad day, but you're giving them the opportunity and the space for them to do it on their own. Well, on, and on a deeper, even going deeper with this thing, medicines like ayahuasca and iboga, those aren't just uh, a, a drink. We're talking about a literal, like you're eating. We're earth. talking about an earth spirit. Yeah. Uh, right. Think about what that stuff is. It's like ground up. Leaves oh, yeah. and all, like, so we're talking about like, you're now in communion with a vibratory field of the planet itself that has agency and personality and will 
and all of it. And to take that and put it in a room under fluorescent light is a trip. And, and I wonder how that thing reacts to that setting. Well, maybe the people that are, um, the clinicians that are doing this, Mm -hmm. maybe they are not creating such a sterile environment. Maybe there's some upgrade with if psychedelics, you know, is like a lady and you got to like treat it nice. You know what I'm saying? You know, exactly. Like some, a place or some kind of way that you can imbibe in this psychedelic. Maybe that is happening. I've never been to a clinic for anything like that. So I don't know what they're doing, but I I I can't really speak to it in the, in my mind, I see like the cartoon of Pachamama and she's this like in just incredibly beautiful jungle goddess with like snakes in her hair and you know scales and jewels and vines hanging off her body and standing in a doctor's office like what it it's juxtaposition a, a thousand she's fold. showing up there because that's where we fucking need her because we're all crazy and we need mama wherever, however she's going to come to us. We need mama. You know what? Come to me in the form of lightning in the form of sunshine, dirt, a pill. We need intervention as humanity and ayahuasca wouldn't be found if she didn't want to be found. No, no. And, and I remember, um, during the, during quarantine, we talked with Gordon white mm. and, um, he was talking about, renting like a fancy house Mm, and doing an ayahuasca ceremony and like feeling weird about it before he did it. And then she was stoked to be there with them, like stoked to be in that environment and, Mm -hmm. and felt novel about it. Like, wow, you did this for me. You know, look, man, we all have biases and like, specifics you know like we want we we'll go on the airplane we need a window seat you know and then when we go to the hotel we have to sleep on the right side of the bed not the left side and we get caught up in just being free instead of always having to have think about something just fucking be free about it and if it comes up your doctor happens to bring it up to you don't be like oh i can't believe it be like all right let's think let me think about it i don't know like instead of being so specific about everything that we do certain shoes we got to lace them right way and fucking wake up at the certain time and work out the same fucking workout Uh, it's too much (laughs) psychedelics is to come in and fucking shake shit up so it's you know what it it's shaking it up by going into a clinic that's the last thing that should be in a clinic and now she's there she's doing that on purpose as far as i'm concerned she wants to get everywhere mm. it needs to be because i agree with what mel's saying because there's a whole lot of shit that hadn't gone right and ain't working right and a whole lot of people it's gotta that are stir hurting. it up you think that a whole like lot of people that aren't attempt. connected and a whole lot of people that are fucking robots everybody's talking about like praying I, to mother earth and the earth needs help she's fucking coming out and being like i'm helping myself i am bringing my medicine to you guys who are fucking it up and what happens when we wake up all of a sudden we want to like be caretakers of the earth and we want to ditch society and go like float in the river and fish <laughs> like think about that for real like we're like trying to have a good party time and then next thing you know 
freaking the earth speaking to us and be like, sit down and shut up. Watch my sunset. Like, <laughs> yeah, shut the you fuck know, up. That's, I, I, I am excited about this renaissance. I'm excited. Yeah, it's annoying because people make things annoying, but we can't get oh, more mad at people. I'm a magic I, space holder. I, I think, I think any, anything like you're saying too that, that harnesses that much power within its molecules and everything is up to the task of whatever you put, put it in an iron box in the bottom of the fucking ocean yep. it's gonna find a fucking way yes you know it doesn't matter what wow, you do to that's it dope. i with, never thought about that it like power that. well that's also where i think like the magic thing like fucking like okay like like we're talking about before like i feel the the user and the person has the most power other things can affect that and everything it's like going to a fish show fish is the acid they're there they're putting on a show but if I go and I'm bloody and fucking all shitty <laughs> about attitude. it from the get go, this isn't '97 I, Hampton. I am the one in control of that magic in my mind. I just fucking took the magic away from me, not from that thing. That thing still has all the magic in the world. I just fucking extinguished it for me. Yeah, I just I and doctors could do that. That's I get thing. really tired of. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Literally, people it, can fuck it up. It's like but, fake shamans and yes. fucking gurus and yes. shit. What where this may go? That's the other scary thing to me. Is doctors, you know, especially oh. ones with god complexes and stuff that are going to try to manipulate people and take advantage of people. Dude, I got a, I I got an email today that was like. Do you want to be a psychedelic therapist? Sign up online for our 12-month course and you'll be a licensed therapist in Oregon online. But people, yeah. okay. I Which uh, which is cool. Think about that. Same thing. Good and Okay, first of all, who's teaching this? And whoever the Who fuck is, okay, how are you qualified? And then if you have years of experience, you should be in jail because it was fucking <laughs> illegal. Right? So, okay. So let's just ditch this person who has That's fucking funny. some made-up experience that's holding this... People got to know what to do. And if somebody's taking the time to create a fucking course. Oh, I wasn't shitting. No, on no, it. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm just, uh, what I'm just saying too, like it's got to start somewhere. And so we're going well, to get all the thing, like grasping stuff. I think that's first. a thing here that like needs to be said. I think everybody listens to us. If you're new to listening to us, welcome. This is just opinion. <laughs> this is banter. We don't, none this of us banter. are scientists or doctors. No, it's I just am. what we see going on in the world. Aaron's a, a and psychedelic that administrator. Da- yeah. and that changes daily. <laughs> like thoughts, opinions, everything change. Should I say the thoughts and opinions of No Simple Road don't necessarily represent the thoughts and opinions of No Simple Road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think that, okay, whoever is listening this far, this Thanks. is we're this is like you ended up in our living room and we turned on the speaker and you're listening yeah this is not like going to fucking capitol hill this is not we're not gonna fucking write a petition about anything <laughs> i think we're just talking about we're just our annoyances about mainstream stuff and this is one of them and it's weird to me to see stuff get demystified i feel like their neat life for me I need mystery in my life. Well, well so check this out. Let me, me po- hang let me, on, hang on. Okay. I, I need mystery well, I in my life. I want to ask you a question next. I need some things to be dangerous. I need some things to be um, off limits so that I can fuck with them. I need that. I And also, 
other women are off limits and you don't. Yeah, but that's not a thing I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about this. I, and to like another thing, another one. This That's what this is going to be called. Another DJ one. Khaled. DJ Khaled. Another Shout thing is Khaled. getting mainstreamed. And yeah. just like, dude, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go way back. Just like Cheech and Chong. Okay. Cheech and Chong was like, ooh, you listen to that, man? Oh my God. That yeah, was, that was, that was like, like only and, certain and people saw it. Dirty and weird and like only stoners listen to that. It's going to make you drug addict. Yeah, it's and now gateway. it's like, it's on everything. So, I want to ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I, I'm serious about this question. All right, so all, all of this, like, you know, viewpoints changing on this and everything. When it comes down to it, though, when it comes time, okay. It's night two at MSG, Fish is playing. We're taking Sacrament going into the show. Is anything else in the fucking world that's going on with psychedelics and everything going to affect nope. that magic for you? Nope. Okay. Nope. No. No. Yeah. No. I'm, we're, no. Just like Mel said, we're just talking. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're not <laughs> well, going to take the magic, so take the like magic of... away from us. No. No matter magic, what you do to magic it. Magic isn't going anywhere. And yeah, people ruin shit. They, that's what I mean. That that's that's life, though. That's not psychedelics yeah. or certain industry or whatever. Like uh, once upon a time, people didn't all love Jordans, and now everybody's fucking mom, grannies are wearing Jordans. It's it's fine. No, granny didn't fucking go to fucking. You know, she wasn't a basketball player, but she still got Jordans. Who cares? It's find a new thing to be fun and. Well, Weird. And you know, start a new cult. Yeah. <laughs> then, here, I want a new drug. Here's on that. On that. Just the other night, I don't know if you were paying attention, but I watched there was season three of Hamilton's Pharmacopia, and I watched the the last episode of the, that season. And the name of the episode was Ultra LSD. And uh he's talking to this chemist at Purdue University that like came up with I can't even remember the number like astronomical in the hundreds of hundreds of thousands of novel scaffold psychedelics they found like how the uh, I can't remember the name 5-HTA receptor or something like that how the psychedelic fits like a key into the Mm. receptor and they I thought that was for the worm no and they they did some like cryogenic electron microscope stuff and actually saw it happen in real time. And so by seeing how it happened, they're able to make like scaffolding for hundreds of thousands of novel psychedelics that fit into the receptor that way. So like he was saying, well, if you wanted to design an LSD that only has a a short acting lifespan you don't want a 12 hour trip you want an hour and 45 minutes we can design that you want an mdma that doesn't leave you feeling serotonin depleted the next day and lasts for six and a half hours instead of four we can do that so that the that is the the positive side of the what, mystery the part mis- that you were talking and, about and the, and the uh, what's the word i'm trying to clinic clinicalizing i don't even know if that's a word all of this is that because now we can do research on something that was 
heretofore forbidden. Now we're allowed to do it. So they're going to, the, in the next 10 years, we're going to see all kinds of new psychedelics come out. It's the and same thing gonna... as like cannabis. That's what's happened with cannabis since it's yeah. become legal. There, You can freely exchange seeds, order seeds, cross strains without having to worry about getting busted. So it's blowing up and they're doing so much research into it. Israel is one of the top researchers into the cannabis stuff and discovering new cannabinoids every day. It, it's And it's going to happen now with psychedelics. Yeah, and that's exciting. That yeah. part of it is like, all right, let's go. You, we get everything. We can't leave anything out, you know. When you yeah. buy a whole chicken, you're getting the bones, no matter what you if you want to well, eat them or then, not. And then I also sometimes think of it like now with one of the big things with mushrooms that is what they've been doing for a long time is learning how to like synthesize it, make synthetic mushroom yeah. and stuff. And I was always like, well, you can't do well. LSD is chemical. It was MDMA's chemical. Ketamine. Like all this, you know, and this is us playing as humans. Alchemist. Anything we don't understand, we want to figure it out and and learn to control it and use it. And you, you've said it a couple times. We're, um, and you were referring to music when you said it, but we are in a really exciting time right now yeah. in life. Yeah. Yes. Period. Not just music or money or whatever. Like money's different. Every foundation. Drugs are different. Sex Politics, is different. Religion. Politics are different. Yeah. People don't want to date anybody. Like that's a real thing. Like I've met so many people, so many young people at my work that are just not into it. You just don't feel like doing it. There's so much that's changing that we're going to have to really um, emotionally care for ourselves in these times because there's going to be a lot of shit that's going to piss us off. There's going to be a lot of stuff that we think is wrong. And there's going to be a lot of things that we swear is right. That is different (laughs) now. And that's just the reality of it. It sucks, but it's, it's, but it's also exciting. And it's the same thing throughout history too. I remember that shit not long ago, probably like 10 years ago. I'm never going to think like that. Like, like an old person. Yeah. That happens through all generation. It's like, I don't understand what these kids are listening to. I don't yep. understand, I don't understand why, why they're acting there. like that. <laughs> On yeah. football I don't, game. I don't understand social media. I don't, you know, yeah. like different. And one more thing. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my fucking lawn. And one oh. more thing, seriously, that's actually really cool about this. And I, I enjoyed this part of the um, end of prohibition of cannabis, too, was when it was decriminalized, I started growing to learn how to grow because I had my card and it was legal and I wanted to know how to do that. Like I wanted to understand the plant and I wanted to grow it and see and learn. And people are now able to do that with mushrooms. And that's really cool because talk about an intelligence Mm. and a, and a spirit and a, a thing like being able to cultivate that in the, privacy and the safety of your own home and care for that and then ingest it there's there's a definite um biome that happens in in cultivating mushroom for yourself and and consuming it yourself and the experience is vastly different than going and waiting at a parking lot for some guy to show up with a bag of shrooms. Yeah. It's a way, way different vibe. Well, it's like we were having that conversation with Matthew from, um, 
In the inspector. Yeah, Cluzo. the inspector Cluzo, and he was talking about growing your own food. He was like, after you taste your own mushroom, or not mushroom, tomato. Uh, tomato you know, you're gonna like it. You're yeah. gonna like that better than be the good. store bought version. Yeah. You're gonna want to continue to do it. And so, uh, what do you think? He's like, you, you, do you want more of that? Yeah, of course yeah. you do. Of course you do. Yes, you, do. you don't want to go back to the icky yeah, one yeah. that has no flavor. It, in a lot of ways, it's um, the things that we're talking about that are seemingly annoying now are expanding our world to what it's going to be. And we're just not there yet. No. And so we're at the point where it's we're at the weird. Point. Yeah. It's like when you put a turtleneck in and your head's not out of the neck part yet. It's a weird analogy, but I totally get it. Well, I knew everybody would because <laughs> if you've tried on a turtleneck, it I takes a minute. I haven't put on a turtleneck. I put I one on, on Monday. I can't even remember the last Yeah, I put one on last week. Just, we're, this is Monday, but we're actually doing this Sunday evening. I'm sitting here just kind of anxious. There's a minute and 48 seconds left of the big game, and it is 35 to 35. Oh, right, go, shit. go ahead and go, Apple. Me and, me and Mel finish up. Me and Mel finish All up. All right, I want to see go, the go last minute. Man. Of I this. totally get it. Totally get it. I didn't think it was going to be like it's this. It's going to be like yeah. that. Go go handle your things, man. I know that you that is I know exciting. that's your team and I, you spent a lot of time coaching them this year. It was 35-28. Okay. Go great. do it. It was it was numbers to numbers and then things happen. I get it. Apple's excused. Yeah. Say bye to <laughs> Apple everybody. Bye Apple. bye Apple. We love you. So anyway, you know what? I think the moral to the story with all of this is there's good and bad in everything. Yeah. And my hang-ups about it and and uh, well, I think perceptions and all that shit shouldn't color yours. Have your own opinion about this stuff. You started the show so that you can state your opinions in front of lots of people. Well, that wasn't why. Well, you did want to do that, though. I guess you did because you sure. wanted a podcast. You you okay, always that's did. fair. And so we're allowed to say what we want and what's annoying and our listeners can listen or fast forward. Yeah. Or skip the episode. But I think you guys like it because I think what we're talking about is something that's in real, it's in reality and everyone's dealing with it to their own degree, whether you're all for it or whether you're like, what the fuck is going on with this world? Or if you're like, I don't want my children to be like, whatever your your thoughts are, we're all dealing with it. Mm. And so it's good to have the conversation out there. And before we go, I wanted, you know, you were mentioning about, you know, psychedelics and just like that you know mainstreaming and how it's frustrating but what about the grateful dead what about it 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 feels like it's in the same vein of that like it used to be like an underground and you know how i feel about that it bugged the hell out of me so this and 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 here's the thing when i came into the grateful dead scene the heads that were part of the scene before me were really annoyed that we were coming into the scene in, in the late eighties. They called us touch heads. They said, we didn't get it. They were annoyed with how we acted. We didn't understand the scene, that whole thing, you know, and my generation did the same thing with dead and company in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, but, uh, but not everybody, you know, like there's no, that. No, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. This is a blanket. Yeah, yeah. General, general. And, uh, it's weird when something that is personal and that you love starts to catch on. It's, it's a trip. 
and and I can only imagine how it must feel for the people making the thing once it starts catching on. Yeah, before we turned on the the mics, we were talking about celebrity and and fame and you know, when somebody becomes famous, they weren't all maybe like they weren't like a child actor or their parents weren't famous, right? They they made it on their own. So they saw a time pre-fame and post-fame and having when you get that you don't have rights and the same way that you yeah, used you, to. Yeah, you you give up some of your um it, it, it's, privacy. there's a price, yeah, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You pay the price for fame and unfortunately, you can never not be famous after you're famous. Mm-hmm. People can forget about you, but there will always be those people Especially that know with you. the internet. Exactly. And so you just, you know, we got to be careful. We got to be careful what we ask for or what we do or how we talk about people or what we expect from people because at any moment it can turn on us and then we're in the hot seat to have to, you know, explain ourselves or, you know, be sad that people are criticizing us for one thing or another, you know? Yeah, it is. The shoe definitely goes on the other foot, you know? Mm -hmm. I, uh, I want to remind everybody, uh, to follow no simple road. What? Please. On social media at no simple road on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, that's right. You can go to www.nosimpleroad.com and you can get No Simple Road merch there. You can also sign yourself up for a tarot reading with Mel and I. And we use the Grateful Dead tarot deck and you get a one hour reading. It's dope. Go check it out. Sign yourself up. Come hang out with us for an hour. We'll read your cards. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. And then producer Corey has been spiffing up our Patreon channel like nobody's business, man. We have a new show that's for our patrons only on Patreon, and it's called Side, Side Roads. Roads. And I have a little clip of Mel's Side Road episode right here. Hang on one second. I Before that was a big deal. Had you had you tried weed before this? No. Oh, so you you, <laughs> you went no. from first grade to <laughs> <laughs> senior year. You know, like, yeah, we don't need that other shit. Let's, I'm ready for the AP graduate course. You know, like I'm not going to ease my way into this. Oh my gosh, you're right. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> I didn't even think of progression. Like or not most progression. people are like, yeah, let's dip our toe in the water. You know, I'll smoke a joint first, see if. So, like, this is your first altered state. To get the rest of that, you got to go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. There was a lot of giggling in that side roads. <laughs> Why? You were giggly that day? I guess I was. I was Cor- laughing. Corey He's makes funny. things giggly. He asks good questions and his reactions to things are. He's quick. They're like so genuine yeah. and funny and he comes up with great questions. Yeah. All the time. So there's a, there's a side road episode with me. There's one with Apple and there's one with Mel now. And uh, 
pretty soon we're going to be doing some bands and stuff like that over there. So if you're interested in going deeper with the No Simple Road family and the crew, go to Patreon, sign up. If you sign up for the $5 tier, you also get um, access, access to our Discord. Yeah. And that is how you can hang out with the No Simple Road family with each other and get to know each other and go to shows together and do all the fun stuff that we all like to do. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can go beyond that and write a little review. Yeah. You can call 971-808-1524. And that is the No Simple Road tepid line. And you can basically do open mic night on there. Call in, tell us a story, give us a recipe. I don't know. What well, like, tell us your birthday. Okay. Like true open mic night. Sing. Sing. Yeah, we haven't had anybody yeah. do that. Yeah. Do a little karaoke. Try out a little stand up comedy. Yeah. Stand up comedy open mic night. But honestly, seriously, aside from all the business stuff, the most important thing you can do is if you listen to No Simple Road and you dig this show, please tell somebody that you know about the show. Spread the word. Grassroots. Through your community. Through your crew. Tell everybody you know about the show. That's how we can grow. That's how we get to keep doing this, and we love you guys. Hey, I have a question. What? What bakes at room temperature? I don't know. Stoners. Oh, <laughs> damn! That, okay, that was there. It good. is. And I just got. I just came back down. And congratulations to Kansas City Chief fans! Holy fucking shit! That was a hell of a game. What happened? Oh, it came down. It's where I get annoyed, but I get it. It's the strategy of the game. They they ran the Philadelphia was out of uh, timeouts. They were down in field goal range. They basically wasted the last two minutes running the clock down. Philadelphia couldn't do anything. Kicked a field goal with like five seconds left. Went up 38-35, and then it was one, you know, then kickoff and where they tried to do laterals, and then yeah. they didn't even get to that point. It was just, it was over. Are you sad? And, and there was also, everybody will be talking. It, there was, I'm a Philly fan, and I saw the call. I, who knows if it's bullshit. It seemed like a bullshit call to get them that close, but whatever. That's the game. <laughs> you okay? Huh? Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, it, it's it's like, fuck, man, because that was a hell of a, but there's always next year. There's, you know, I can't believe how good Philly did this year. I was Look, really, when your team made it to really Super Bowl, pr- yeah, I was you really don't really proud have anything to complain and, about. Yeah, and Kansas right? City's t- there's a reason Kansas City's been to the Super Bowl several times and I think it was 2020 was the last ring that they won. Wow. So yeah, they're That's tough. current. Yeah. All right. Well, congrats to all the Kansas City That's right. Royals fans out there for the hockey and uh, oh and all the Rihanna fans. <laughs> There'll probably be a big announcement for Rihanna coming soon. And uh, and hopefully this week for all of us in the fish universe, Tuesday is a big day, hopefully. Could be just bullshit. I don't know. Is there supposed to be an announcement? Supposed to be some announcement, maybe. Summer tour, 40th thing. I don't know. Festivals. And you know what's funny about this? I'm saying this right now. And you all are like, bullshit, Aaron. You know, you have, I don't have any fucking inside information. I don't know anything more than you do. What about that one dude, Gabe? I got, I got my information from a meme. That's why I'm saying that. All right. For real. So it tries to, yeah, we can speak that area. Yeah. There's no inside information no. here. It's the same as everybody. Tom Marshall and I aren't IMing anytime soon. So, I mean, we could, but not about this. So anyway, um, that's it. That's I, it. I, thanks for that's hanging all. out That's this, it. this long, an hour and 15 minutes into 
our show. Yeah, and on this one, we talked about a whole lot of shit. If you yeah, have any did. opinions, whether it's, you know, like 971-808-1524, let us know what you think about our conversation today. That's yeah. it. The three of us have different viewpoints on things, and it, it's fun to talk about this shit, especially we're in a, we're in, in a world that's changing in so a world that we can talk about it quick. in front of everybody. Well, exactly. Uh, barely. <laughs> fucking barely we can talk about but, shit. Well, we can. Though. We can. And I'm, I'm exaggerating. Yeah. We will see you on Friday. I promise. We'll be back. We have an amazing, amazing interview with a band, Object Heavy. Ooh, so yeah. do your homework between now and Friday. Check out Object, Object Heavy. Heavy. They were just on tour with Oregon. Oh. Okay. So good. Can I say, I, I, I nope. think it's a little early. You're not going to hear this episode for a bit, but I would encourage everybody. No, hear it tomorrow morning. No, no, he, no. no something upcoming. Oh. I encourage everybody so you'll understand who these who this these guests are when we have it. The Inspector Cluzo. Go on YouTube. Look up The Inspector Cluzo. They have a 31 documentary, 31, 31 minute. minute documentary called Rock Farmers. This kind of shows what they're all about and who they are. And these two dudes are dope. Yeah. They produce a wall of sound. The only thing I can think close to it, like the wall of sound they create is the white stripes because it was two of them, Mm -hmm. drummer and guitarist and stuff. But what they do, where they come from, their farming, everything, check them out. And then when the episode comes out, You'll understand. You'll even understand more what we're talking this is all to. about. It's the Inspector Cluzo, C L U Z O. Go check them out, and make sure when you go watch Rock Farmers on YouTube that you watch the English version because there's a whole, there's a Japanese, yeah, a French, there's a whole bunch. And uh, I want to say thank you again to the folks over at the Edible Beats. Go check them out. Go search them on the web. Find out what they're all about. If you're in the Denver area, go go grab something to yeah, eat. Yeah, go have an experience. If you're in the family. Denver area, I'm jealous. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? Until then, you guys, take care of each other and smile at a stranger. Safety third and hydrate. And you know what? It's important to walk your pets. And different views are okay. 10-4. We love you guys. Peace.
I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.